If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to SI Media with Jimmy Traina. Thanks for tuning in. We have a great episode this week. Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football and Kyle Brandt's Basement is the guest. And we covered so many topics, I can't even begin to get into them all here, but did a lot on media, Kyle having all these jobs, uh, whether it's tough to d- say no to jobs when you're trying to really climb the ladder in sports media. He talks about uh, trying out and auditioning for the Manning cast, interviewing Josh Allen every week on Kyle Brandt's basement. And then we just get into a bunch of topics, Black Friday game for the NFL, flex scheduling for Monday Night Football. Brothels offering Jimmy Garoppolo free sex for life now that he's in Vegas. Elevator etiquette, whole gamut of topics with Kyle. So hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoy it. And then Salicata follows for our weekly train of thought segment. A lot of WBC talk, little NCAA tournament talk, and uh, just uh, good fun stuff with Sal as always. So Kyle Brandt followed by train of thoughts on this episode. Before we get to it, just quickly a reminder, if you missed any recent episodes, dip into the archives, check them out. Richard Jefferson was on the pod last week. Other recent guests include Paul Heyman and Ian Eagle. Subscribe to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Leave a review on Apple. We'll read it on an upcoming episode. All right. Kyle Brandt followed by train of thoughts at Salicata coming up right now, right here on SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. All right. Joining me now. Always love chopping it up with one of the best out there in sports media and the man with the best resume in sports media, Kyle Brandt. What's up, Kyle? Jimmy, how glad are you that I'm doing this show? Not because I'm me, but because you have a guest and you carry this bleeping burden around with you of getting guests on this excellent podcast week in, week out, and it just must tear you apart. It is such a pain in the ass. You and I could do a podcast someday just about booking guests for podcasts. Oh, yeah. I don't even <laughs> want to tell you what's gone on the last few weeks. I don't even want to tell you. Really? Give me a hint. What's oh, going yeah. on? We just we had some issues the last couple of weeks with 
being ghosted and thinking we're taping and we didn't tape and there were issues. Let's just say Let that. Let me ask you this, because I think yeah. I consider myself yeah. in this class. You and I have been trying to do this for a long time. And I, I, I just keep saying, like, I love you. I'll do it. I'm just like, I can't. I'm on vacation. I just right. who? Never mind that. Yeah. Who is, is there a person that you've gotten who has said either I can't do it or no, thank you. Who just does it like such a lady or such a gentleman who's just like in the most beautiful, most polite way? I mean, for the most part, most people are polite when they decline. I, I've said this before. The best two guys are Joe Buck yep. and a guy you had on your show this week, Scott Van Pelt. Because when I ask them to do it, they're just like, this is the last thing I want to do. I hate being asked to do this, but I'll do it. And they come on and they're great. So I, I appreciate that honesty. Um, well, you listen. I was going to start this podcast by saying it is a complete disgrace that you haven't been on since October 7th, 2021. And I've asked you since then, and you're always nice when you decline. So the answer to your question is you. Wow. All right. I mean, so I love Kyle Brandt's basement because I watch it regularly, but I hate that it's taken you away from me as a guest. I understand. You're too busy. You're too busy. Um, <laughs> it's more like... Kyle Brandt's bleeping children, Kyle Brandt's coaching little league. The basement is no big deal. It's all the other stuff, but I, hold on. Yeah, October yeah. 7, 2021. Cause I remember we did an episode once that was myself and Aaron Andrews together. It was the three of us. Was that, that it? was before the Super Bowl of, okay. yeah, yeah. That was what did we talk Super about? Bowl. October 7, 2021. I, I don't even remember that. We talked about, um, Edding cast. Yes. Yeah. That was a big topic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. huge. So yeah. is. All right. Well, listen, I'm here. And so by that stretch, Jimmy, let's have a good conversation because the next time we do it, it'll be 2025. I know. Kyle Brent's <laughs> basement just blocking you. Um, well, I want to talk about a little about you and Kyle Brent's basement and some media stuff, and then we'll get into some fun things in NFL. We have a lot of NFL things that are going on. Okay. Also, at some point, what I want to is this is going to be terrible for people listening yeah. On, you know, Apple or Spotify, but we are on YouTube. And at some point I want to get like a full rundown of who's on the picture behind you. I know obviously Ultimate Warrior, but there's a couple You'd of faces it. there. I need like a clarification on. So we'll I do that you. later. Yeah. All right. So, so we I mentioned Kyle Brandt's basement a few times here. I, when you when you told me you were doing this, I was like, wow, I I give that guy a lot of credit because you're on Good Morning Football, which is from 7 to 10 every day. And then you're taping. It wasn't when you told me that Kyle Brandt's basement was going to be every day or five days a week. I was like, I know, I remember. that's a load. That's a load. So like, how did the year go for you in terms of like your schedule and the doing the two, sh the two five day a week shows? Because you do other stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, the I'll answer that question a few different ways. The fall was a gauntlet. And just because you do a three hour morning show and you do it in the very southern tip of Manhattan. And then I come all the way up in Westchester, which you don't know the geography is like the north suburbs couldn't be further. And then I do this five days a week. And then in the fall, I was also doing the uh, CBS pieces for NFL Today, which were so fun, but incredibly creatively demanding, incredibly time demanding. The, the short answer is like I, I'm, a, I'm terrified of saying no to things, man. I, I can't say no to things. I have a hard time saying no to podcasts. I really do because yeah. I know that at some point, like they're going to stop asking. And I don't mean the podcast necessarily. I just mean like the jobs won't be there forever. And it's going right. to be the next cool person or creative person, whatever. And like I, the jobs aren't going to be there. So I think in a lot of people in our industry, 
you do things maybe not even because you want to, maybe not even because the money or anything. It's just like, I can't say no to anything. And I think when you get any sort of foothold or a little bit of success, learning how to say no is really difficult, but my wife pushes me to a lot. And when you do it, it's like, oh my God, I actually just said no to a job, a paying job with people who would listen to me talk about football or whatever. I'm still bad at it, but that's what leads to my schedule. That was, that's well, what I'm talking to you, Jimmy. But but <laughs> it's really about assessing what the job is. I mean, you couldn't say no to Kyle Brand's basement because that's tied in with Omaha Productions and ESPN. Yep. You're not going to say no to being on the NFL today, CBS. Like, so you got to... But yeah, there are things you should say no to if they're not that high profile, but given what else you have going on. Well, I, I listen, I struggle with the media stuff too because I understand that like, I'm dude... I'm in a position where people call me and ask me to be on shows as a guest. It's awesome. It, it's like, it's, it's, I'm hallucinating. And there are some that I, I, I try not to say no to ever. Um, yours. I, I say yes to Rich Eisen as much as I can. Cause I have a good working relationship with Rich and I, I respect the hell out of him. I, I try to say yes to Levitard, but like those guys are so fun and so creative and they ask me a lot during the season and I just can't do it. And I feel like I have big time and they're probably going to stop asking me. And then, I mean, there's some other ones, but like, those are the ones that like, when they call, like, I love those guys. And if anybody else asks me, I, I try to, but those guys I, I have a history with and you're one of them. And I think this is the part that people may not realize. And I don't want this to come off as like a bitch session or like, you know, there's complaining about either job either of us have because we love what we do. But like, we're talking about like, you're on Good Morning Football 7 to 10. You do Kyle Brand's Spaceman five days a week. You're on but what you need to do in addition to all that is you need to know what's going on in the NFL. Like you have to watch all the games and then keep up with all the news. I mean, that in itself is, it, you know, when I talk about the schedule, like that's a huge part of it because I know when you're on TV Monday morning, I know you've spent 12 hours on Sunday watching the games. And then so you Sunday's 12 hours watching the game, Sunday night game, you're on Good Morning Football Monday morning, then you're taping Kyle Brand's basement, then you got to watch Monday Night Football, then you're on Good Morning Football Tuesday morning. Like that is the grind of it more than just you know the jobs itself yeah and jimmy there's a reason i like doing this show and I, i'm not even joking at this point when someone says oh you call into a radio show when well how hard i prepare for all of those i don't yeah. win media appearances like even if it's a show i've been on a thousand times i mentioned rich or whoever like even if it's just thinking of some remarks i'm gonna make i'm not studying the salary cap but all right, so I know he's going to ask about Rodgers. Let me make sure I have a good line. And I'll even literally write notes with a pen to prepare for pods. I go, obviously, Bill Simmons, I go on the rewatchables. I do that all the time. I prepare the hell out of that. So honestly, I like coming on here because you are a friend. And like, I, I hope you're not offended, Jimmy. I did not prepare for this podcast. I don't want you to prepare. You, I didn't. I have to say, I usually when you come on. I for radio hits, yeah. a half an hour. Usually when you when you come on, I don't do a ton of notes because right. we're just going to have a conversation. I actually have a ton of notes, I think, just because mm -hmm. it's been so long since you've been on. And also, I'm old now and I forget things. So I have to like, just put <laughs> right. it I don't write out the questions. I just like I have a note here, like, you know, like I have a note here that just says chair because I want to ask you about the fact that your ass is not even on the chair on Good Morning Football. And it's become a huge thing on Twitter, which I love that it's a it thing. Has. Yeah, <laughs> I love when things like that become a thing. Um the other thing, I, you know, I should have mentioned this with Kyle Brandt's basement. You you got in on the action here where the big thing now is like if you have a show, you need to have a quarterback on there. We have Rodgers on McAfee yeah, is obviously yeah, like yeah. this monumental thing. And now you had Josh Allen. And it was a great year to have Josh Allen because there was so much stuff going on with the Bills. Obviously not, you know, and I'm not making light of DeMar Hamlin. That, that's no, not a situation no. you want him. But the Bills were a big story. It seemed like week to week. And then you had the 
the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, we just wanted him because we're like, oh, well, I think he'll probably win the MVP this year, and there's a really good chance the Bills win the Super Bowl. We'll take it. We didn't know that there would be biblical snowstorms in Buffalo, that there would be tragedy, that there would be the DeMar Hamlin would be the biggest story of the NFL year, any of that stuff. But, oh, my God, Jimmy, when you – when you, I'll, I'll take the, the stranger side of the DeMar Hamlin because there is one. When they play the playoff game and whenever they lose – and there's this conspiracy that there's a DeMar Hamlin body double and that he wasn't actually there. When right. you know on the next week's show that you can ask the franchise quarterback, dude, was DeMar really there? You're right. like, oh, God, this is all worth it. This is yeah. so great. It is a huge feather in your cap. And Josh is so cool with it. So it is. it was a warm blanket all year. And he, he's the man. I consider him a friend. Did you feel like at all it was a challenge in any way when if the guy's coming on your pod every week, there's a relationship there and it probably goes into friendship i'm sure you text during the week just in preparation and stuff yeah. and if you've got to ask some tough i mean they had a season that no one really it, it was a disappointment in the end like who would have thought it, it, you know i've said this before i think on the, like it felt like they didn't even show up for that game against the Bengals. it was bizarre in a way and you got to ask him that is that do you is that tough for you or you guys have that good of a relationship now where you can get in there with a hard-hitting question by the time we got to the end, I could just ask. But I remember the one where I go, here we go. There was a game in the middle of the year, and we remember this game. Vikings at Bills. Oh, yeah. It was the game when Justin Jefferson made the craziest catch of the year yeah. on fourth and 18. The Bills made some huge mistakes in that game. And one of them was they were backed up on their own one-yard line, and they fumbled the snap, like just a terrible play. And so I said to Josh, I'm like, Dude, what happened on the snap? Yeah. You know, and that's that's yeah. a hard question because, like, obviously he and his center met it's a huge mistake that cost them a huge game. And then he answers and like he just gives yeah. you a straight answer. And then, and then you want to be like, Yeah, but like I understand what you're saying there, but like you dropped the snap. Like, what <laughs> how, how do you possibly do that? Right. And I respect him enough that I don't like try to punk him or anything, but there is you get that little adrenaline rush. It's anybody can ask. Oh my God, that touchdown pass to Diggs was awesome. Tell me about it. It's the same about like, why did you get that personal foul? Like, what were you thinking yeah. there? That yeah. it actually gives you a little bit of a rush. It's one thing when you have people on here and like you ask them about some sort of like slip up that they've had or some sort of transgression. You know, when you get to that part in your prep, you're like, all right, here comes the big question. I put it about 40% of the way through. So it's not too yeah. early, but it's not too late. Right. You get to those, the blood starts. Yeah, for sure. Um, is it too early to know if Josh Allen's back for another season when it starts up again in September? I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. It's up to him. Like that is completely up to him. Yeah. He's like, um, he went, he didn't do the Pro Bowl. He went to, to play Pebble Beach. I think he's been on vacation doing, he, you know, he, he's one of these guys. It's, it's so interesting how you learn how the NFL players live their life, Jimmy. Like, oh, yeah. So I went to that Bills Bengals game. I was there. In the stadium, I stayed over in Buffalo the night, Sunday night after the loss, and I was back in the facility Monday morning. So, like, for the first time in my life, I was in an NFL facility the day that the season ends. Good God, it was it, it was it was dark and heavy and it's depressing. like a morgue. Yeah. And like the players show up and they do their media and then they are out of there. And when I say out of there, I mean, like out of Buffalo, like yeah. some of those guys, if they lose, if the game's over on Sunday, they are moved out and back in Florida on Tuesday. It's yeah. just insane. So yeah. Josh goes back to California pretty quickly, and this he's something he's talked about. And uh, I hope we do it next year because, like, next year is going to be a whole different deal with the Bills. This year they were, like, the crown prince. Like, it's just going to be a march to the Super Bowl. And now it's like, 
well, Rodgers is on the Jets now, and the Dolphins are loaded, and who the hell knows the Patriots? Are you guys like, is the bloom off the rose? I can't wait. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. AFC East will be, that will be major next oh year. If, so let's say Josh Allen says, you know what? I, I'm not going to do it this coming season. I'm going to just yeah. focus on football. We had a rough season. Sure. And then you can pick any player to interview every week on your show. Who would it be? Rodgers. Well, but, I, but yeah, I don't think McAfee's going to allow that. No, I mean, it's of course. Listen, it, How, I, I don't I don't want to say he lucked out because that would not be giving him credit. But what's the expression like McAfee, like getting Rogers when he did to appear weekly the last what is it? Three years. Like yeah. what a what a piece of fortunate timing. How about that's that? Nice. Instead of luck. And because you got to have some luck in all this. You know that. Well, his luck, and I think he charmed Rodgers. I think they really got along well, and he, they, they got together a few times, and they met, as far as I understand the story, and then Aaron just liked the guy and felt comfortable with him. But, yeah. you know, you said there's this setup now where people have their quarterback that comes on every week, whatever, and it's true, but, like, no one is Rodgers. No one is Rodgers, you know, as a player or whatever, just as an interview subject. No one talks like that. No one talks as much of that, as candidly as that. Um, no one is performative like that in the most creative way, like, you know, you this is wheelhouse for you. I've been thinking a lot about the storyline about Rodgers and the New York media. And I read a piece in SI this morning um, about like he's the perfect quarterback, but he's the worst personality. And I thought it was a really well-written piece. I'm starting to go the opposite way on that whole thing. That, a lot of people have. Have you? Where do you come Well, out? Well, this is what I want. Because I think it was Awful Announcing wrote a big article a week or two ago about like this myth of the New York media and Aaron Rodgers is nonsense. From my standpoint, because I've said this from day one when it was reported he might go to the Jets, it's not just the New York media. It's New York where I think it'll be an issue for him. And now let me just say this. On the field, I think he's going to have a monster season because when you heard him on McAfee last week, he's pissed and motivated. Now, the thing that's going to happen here is the first time there's a bump in the road, it's going to get ugly because... He likes to play the victim, in my opinion. Sure. That's not going to fly here. And even yesterday, I put this in my column today. Stupid thing that's not important in any way, shape, or form. But the New York Post ran this huge story. They broke it broke it last night. Aaron Rodgers gets coffee. And they had two pictures of him in a coffee shop in California with talking to a couple of people. Sure. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is not doing that. <laughs> right. So what he has to get used to it's not just like the New York media is going to fight with him. It's the intensity of the coverage. Every single thing he says and does will be covered in a way he's never experienced before. You want to say that the New York media is soft or it's not like it used to be. That's fine. It's still New York and everything he says and does. Well, now I was now, and right now I think I think New York's waiting to see how it goes, but you can be sure the first time there's a bump in the road, People in New York are going to bring up how he said he was 90% retired, locked himself in a house for four days, and then said, I'm going to the Jets. Like, that's not normal behavior, but we got to see how it plays out first before people go after him, I think, in New York. I think if there's a bump in the road or if they start um, and they start one and two, I think the question will be, are you rethinking this decision at all? We know you were at 90%. Like, right. what percent are you at now? Right. And but I, listen, I think he likes it. Oh, he loves it. Know about it. He likes. He the loves media. it. Yeah, and yes. I think he's ready to fight if he needs to. I think. I agree. I think he gets off on. I don't think there's going to be this thing where he's the baby woods and oh my god, this is New York. This is so different. I no, think every not. movie he's been made in the last three years of his life has been tracked, and I right. think he loves sparring and, and picking. And I think he's but, ready. But his game of 
craving attention and then getting mad that he gets the attention, that's not going to fly here. Like he didn't have to go on McAfee and say he was locking himself in a house for four days. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he was like shocked that people thought that was crazy. Oh, no, you, you're not shocked. You knew what the reaction was going to be. But he likes to, you know, act like that's not going to fly here. So I think he's going to be fine here because I think he doesn't he's going to laugh it off. He's he's very good at handling that. Mm-hmm. But it's not just the New York media. I mean, let's say they get off to like, you know, a two and four start. The fans are going to turn on him. It's not sure. just the New York media. The fans here are animals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are. they are. I just yeah. even just Jimmy, like just I, I was on record a million times. He's not going to be a jet. He's not going to be a jet. What I could not wrap my mind around was that this Zen ninja hippie Jedi monk from Chico is right. going to move to North Jersey. Like, are you, right. he, where is right. he going to live? Seriously, yeah. what town does he live in? I, I don't know. I, I don't and see- I don't, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to get into this whole thing, but, you know, he's come into like the most liberal place in the country outside of like San Francisco. <laughs> and he's made it clear that, you know, he's got some issues with that kind of government. So that could be. Uh, he told me once, I went, the time I got to interview him, he said that on his desk in his house, he has like a signed letter from Obama. So I don't know if it's that cut and dry. No, no, no. I think he does it on purpose. Like, I think he's playing a game. Like, I think he, you know, I do think too, what I also found interesting. Now I understand the Jets are, I would label it as somewhat respectable now. It's not like they've gone to the, they're somewhat, but I do, I did find it funny that here's a guy that has had so many issues with the Packers organization and wanting to be part of decisions and wanting them to do things differently. And he doesn't like the way they treat their players. And he's coming to a franchise that for 95% of its existence has been a complete embarrassment on every level. Like there's it, it. That was bizarre to me too, but I think it will be fascinating to see him in New York and you know, the big spotlight. I have this sneaky suspicion, Jimmy, that he's going to live in Manhattan. Like he should that weird jet. I remember Brandon Marshall lived in Manhattan. I think when he was with the jets or the Jets. I'm not sure. I feel like he's going to live like in a penthouse high rise in Manhattan. Right. So. I, I, and I do think, as I said before, I think he's motivated and he wants to show the Packers. He's still got, and he's clearly pissed at the Packers, but I do think the excitement level for like how the jets will do is, I mean, the chiefs are still the class of the AFC. Oh, yeah. And if you've watched the jets, Robert Sala is a terrible in-game coach. Like he lost two games last year because of <laughs> clock management. So Rodgers can do whatever he wants. If Robert Sala doesn't know what to call timeout, right. that's not going to help Aaron Rodgers. So there's going to, you know, it'll be fun. It'll definitely be fun. It's amazing. The AFC loaded. That's why they tune into the SI Media podcast for Jimmy's time management and timeout takes from it's Robert. The, I didn't know you had that in you, Jim. That's good. It's the most underrated part of coaching. Like people get so wrapped up in the rah-rah stuff and then the game comes on sunday and the coach doesn't know when to call a timeout it's a disaster yeah but jimmy he runs the stadium stairs before games he's in very good shape it's another it's another another one there (laughs) give me parcells so out of shape who knows what he's doing um you i want to go back just one other thing because you had mentioned we we had talked about you were one of two people that tried out to possibly be part of the manning cast with peyton and eli and then they decided to just go with peyton and eli yeah Seeing how that whole thing ended up working out. Yeah. What are your thoughts about it now that I, cause I had forgotten about that a little bit. And then I remembered, I'm like, it's amazing. He tried out for that. And then it became this monstrous thing. All right. So here's what I think. And you're going to yeah. get this. Yep. Had that happened and had they hired me to be 
the the third person in the Manning cast, whatever term you want to use, host, traffic cop, whatever. The two words, buddy. Brian Dunkelman. That's what I would have been. Brian Dunkelman was the other guy on American Idol season yeah. one. It was he and Seacrest. And I don't know for what reason they just blew him out and then you never saw him again. I would have got Dunkelman so hard because I had no place. They had no need for handholding. Even if I held my own, which I probably would have, they would just, you watch and you're like, what is this guy talking? It's Peyton and Eli, yeah. it's the Manning cast. Get this guy out of here. And even I felt that way. I told the, the guys yep. hiring me, I said, don't hire me. It will be bad. It would have gone so bad. But even taking you personally out of it, yeah. any third person, Anybody. it just wouldn't have worked. Now that you see it, I mean, first of all, they have never gone to a commercial on time ever. So imagine then if they have to shut up and get you to then throw it to commercial, like it would, you, it never would have been able to work. So I give you credit for being, because you said to me, off the record, I don't know if I, now you, you said to me, like you didn't want to do it basically because of, you just saw that it was, should have just been, the, you said to me from day one, it should just be them too. 100%. And yeah. as a producer, I, I, I have experience with, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't need to be here. And then also as out of self-preservation, yeah. I would have got killed. Even if I was acerbic and, and insightful and gracious, it doesn't matter. It, I had no place there and no one wants to see. And it's not a me thing. It could have been David Letterman or John Stewart or Ed Sullivan. I don't care. No one should have been there at all. And they made the right choice. My God, every time I watched it, I'm like, thank God I'm not there. And it would have been like the dream job, the most high yeah. profile thing you could ever do with the Mannings. Yeah. And I'm so glad it didn't happen. You would have been one and done like Dunkelman. I know. What's up yeah. with Dunkelman? I feel like I just took a shot at him. Dunkelman, I love you. I respect you, man. I just, oh. I, I've been there. I get it. It's not a shot. It's the guy left the show that ended up becoming a monstrous hit. What are you going to do? It's, oh. you know, shit know. happens. We've all had. I you know, know things like I left SI for Fox. It was a disaster. It's the same thing. I remember I followed you for a while, and then I knew you were miserable. I remember talking yeah. to you about it on Radio Row, and you were just you were in your head about it, man, big time. Yeah. And then you came home, and I came home, and I came home. Um, speaking of home, we should yeah. mention Good Morning Football a little bit. Sure. Now I've always I've said this to you privately and on the and publicly. Okay. I think you guys all deserve more credit for what you do in the off season than during the season. I don't, you know, I tune in sometimes and I'm like, what are they going to talk about today? And you always seem to pull something good out, but for the show, I mean, I would imagine now isn't too bad because you still have the draft coming up. When, when is the worst period of time for the show? July? Well, in the worst, in the sense, there's the least to talk about, yeah, which is yeah. really kind of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> that's June. June, June and early July, July, we get a lot of time off, but June is like, there's no, we, we would give our left pinky for a schedule release update. Nothing, right. no OTAs, no draft, no free agency, no nothing, no June. But it's already starting, Jimmy. You want to, I'll read from my phone right now. Tomorrow yeah. on the Good Morning Football program, the Emmy Award winning, the reigning champ of the best yeah. studio show daily, we are doing a segment pegged somehow on the World Baseball Classic in which we're going to imagine if America was broken up oh. into baseball teams representing each state, which state's NFL alums would make the best team put together? Is it California? Is it Florida? Is it Pennsylvania? We're going to do a segment on this tomorrow. I've got thoughts on it. That's now, let me ask you a serious question. How long will you spend researching that and coming up with your answers? Um, researching, we have people and they give you okay. some options. But what happens is you get this you get this incredible research email here and they send uh -huh. you, uh, you know, 50 different options and these young, ambitious, smart kids. And then I'll reply, 
Uh, I'm thinking about something different. I need something more creative. Let's try this. And they're like, oh, happy to help. You know, they just, they, they're so patient. But yeah. I always try to break the segment a little bit just to try to give it a spin. Otherwise, we get in and like, what did we just do? So I spend like an hour a night probably on my phone or laptop, like getting ready for tomorrow morning show. That's a long day you got. Long day. Now, you've, your show has done something very impressive. They've lo- they've lost 50% of the original hosts with yeah. obviously with Kay Adams and Nate Burleson leaving over yep. the last years. Jamie Erdahl and Jason McCourty, who was on the pod several weeks ago, have done, I think, a seamless job filling in. And that is, listen, no matter what show, it doesn't have to be sports necessarily. It could be any show. When someone new comes in, yeah. the fans are usually brutal. No one likes change. I didn't get the sense of that too much with your show. I think people... I think the fans of the show, it was, I said the word seamless. I think that's how it was. What did you feel as someone on the show? We lost two really talented people. And yeah. it's, then it's me and Peter. And it's, listen, Jimmy, I'm with you, man. Like, I had those visions. Of, like, I remember Saved by the Bell, the new cast. You know, like, I, it was like Shrek yeah. and Mr. Bear, not Shrek, uh, uh, Screech. Screech. Yeah. Shrek, Shrek is an ogre. <laughs> Screech and Mr. Belding and, like, some other people. And it's like, yeah. what the hell is this? But I've also, I've seen pro wrestling tag teams that have changed members. I've seen rock bands that have changed members. And somehow they make it work. You turn it on. The tone is there. The table is there. The lighting is the same. The conversations are very similar. So um, unless you were just a diehard for the people that left, like, I don't know, we, we, we make do, we make through and it's yeah. Jamie and Jason are just so kind and so nice. And like, they were just so humble and ready to work that it was just awesome. I loved yeah. it. The, 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 the essence of the show I felt is the same with just it being fun and light and mm-hmm. doing what you got to do. Also, you mentioned Saved by the Bell, the new cast. We should shout out Bob Golick. We don't want to disparage him. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I love Bob Golick. Yeah, I love the whole Golick family. All of them. Now, when you see two people leave, does that play in your head at all? Like, it, should I move on to something else? Should I keep doing this? I love doing this. I'm never going to give this up. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm a hot like, commodity. Just honestly, Jimmy, the, the answer is so is so old-fashioned. It's just like... I, it's, it's just my wife and kids are here and now right. I have a third grader and a first grader and they have grown up good morning football. My daughter was born 18 days before the first show. And I don't know a life with her without it. We live in the suburbs outside of New York. And it's like, I could say, yeah, like I, you know, I, I, I wanted to do something bigger and I want to do something more high profile. I want to get paid more. But I'm like, I, like my, my, my kids play in little league with all his friends and we're in charge of, of bringing the, you know, the orange slices that day. So like, I, I do I want to break all that up? Sometimes I, you know, I look at this quote from Jim Carrey that really moved me from the last year where they were, he was talking about how he's retiring from acting and he sprung it on this interviewer. And and I don't remember who it was, but they're like, what, what? And you know, he was that serious Jim Carrey. And he's just like, he's like, I have enough. I am enough. And I think I'm done now. I'm not there and I'm ambitious still. And I'm younger than Jim Carrey's now, but like that really sung to me. Like, Sometimes you just got dang, like just find something that you like and you're happy with and just it's okay. There's no crime that says you have to be richer and more famous and bigger and have more followers and bigger platform and more shows. It's I I, I right now I have enough and I am enough. And I, I don't think I'm going anywhere. I mean, you're turning down jobs, so there you go. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great philosophy, and it's also I think for what we do too. I remember Mike Francesa saying this a thousand years ago when he was on The Fan. I mean, this is a long time ago, but he had talked about 
leaving other jobs and the fan and 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 about how you know I, I, it was so long ago, I don't remember the exact details of, of it. But he said that Brent Musburger had told him, no matter what happens in your career, no matter what jobs you take, don't take, never leave the radio. Meaning, and I think meaning you always want to have some platform to say to say what you want to say. So like. Yeah, there are days I wake up and I have to write a column and I have nothing to say. And I think to myself, what am I going to write about? But you never want to give up the, what we have is so precious where if something, you know, if something happens, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded to the Jets. We can go out there and say what we want and give an opinion and get into it. Like it, you don't want to ever give up that sort of real estate and not power. Power is not the right word, but it's almost a privilege. But like we can get out there and say what we want. And it's, you right. should, uh, you know, to give that up would be, I think, in the sports world, you don't ever want to give up one place where you can. No, you can't. That. And it's like, yeah. listen, I'll, I'll compliment my, my brother, Peter Schrager. Peter, for years, he works every single morning, same schedule as I do on NFL Network. And he gets on yeah. a bleeping plane and yeah. he flies to LA from New York. To do his fox, do his fox stuff, and then he flies back. And like, it's and you say you might say to him like, man, that's a tough schedule. Like, you know, don't you want to give that up? He's like, hell no, I work for Fox Sports. You know how hard right. I work to get here. I'm not giving it from my cold dead hands. You never right. want to give that up. I feel the same way. Yeah, for sure. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. All right. I have like a list of topics. This is what I wanted to say to you. I feel like, and you. T I want you to tell me if I'm wrong. Be honest. Right. I don't take it as a I, I feel like you and I have something in common. I feel like we both have takes on everything. No matter, you give us a topic, we have a take. But we're not hot take artists. I don't think either one of us do like the hot take, but you throw out a subject. I mean, it could be, you know, AirPods. We'll have a take. Like, that's how I feel like we are. Do you I, agree sure. with that? Okay, so I'm going to run down. specifically designed to make the Apple company money, not by selling them, but by losing them and having there to repurchase. And that's why they're so easy to lose. When you go into an Apple store and you see what's going on at that Genius Bar, it's like, <laughs> how, do people not see the scam that's going on? Meanwhile, I have every Apple product there. Is. It's like, you can't if help you're such a sucker. genius, why do you have those spacers yeah. in your ear, dude? That's going to exactly. look terrible when you take them out. 
<laughs> I love these. Um, so I have a list of topics here. Right. Football, non-football. I'm going to mix up. I'm going to just throw the topic. And you just give me a quick, whatever your take is. Sure. Quick. Okay. Sure. This year, starting this year, NFL will give us a Black Friday game, 3 p.m. the day after Thanksgiving. I fucking love it. What does Kyle Brand think? I can't believe it's taken this long. Not only do I like the Black Friday game, not only do people bitch about Thursday night football, <laughs> I'm waiting for Wednesday night football, Jimmy. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm and I think, the I think the Black Friday game walks so that Super Bowl Saturday can run. I've been pushing that for years. I want Super Bowl Saturday. And you know what? And, and I know this is supposed to be quick. I don't care. Yeah, Got to right. hear Goodell once. <laughs> Goodell and I have a very comfortable jocular relationship and i pitched them on the air super bowl sat saturday roger and i just want to speak for the people yes if you're thinking it's because i want to drink and eat with impunity yes that's the reason why why can't we make this on saturday and he laughed but he gave the answer it was like well the audience on sunday da 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 and i get it but yeah. i don't care but I, I want it on saturday i love black friday game because Jimmy, are people still going to Walmart to buy toasters on Friday morning? They don't do that anymore, right? It's all online. I think they are because there's always videos that day all over social media. <laughs> people getting videos. into WrestleMania <laughs> three is going on in Walmart over a TV for two hundred dollars. So I think it still That's happens. True. But, That's true. Yeah. Well, I love the idea. Yes, I mean yeah. I'm into it. I'm sure the players will hate it. I'm not one of them. I like it. Speaking of, I think this is. I don't think NFL fans understand yet how huge this is going to be. But also, I think it's going to be huge. And I think it's going to be problematic. Next year, beginning next year, Monday Night Football gets flex scheduling. Mm. Now, if you're a team, I'm fascinated by a team that thinks they're playing on a Sunday afternoon and then they get told nine days before then, oh, no, Monday night. The fans who have tickets, it's going to, but for us who watch it on TV, it's, I think it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Um, it, any flex is great. I, I, I want a week two flex. I, like, it's like, oh, that team sucks and the Broncos are going to be terrible after two weeks. We know that. Flex them out of week three. I, I all more flex possible power, the better. Um, I, I I've often thought that like we used to refer to Thursday night. We used to refer to the Titans and the Jags as the Thursday night football house band. Yeah, they would just be there yep. like the Roots playing with Kimmel or yep. Fallon like every single week. Flex them the hell out of there, and the more flex, the better. Absolutely, I agree. Do you watch any XFL, USFL? I I, I watch the clips. Uh, and I'm interested. And I, I listen, Jimmy, I, I go back to the OG. I remember in 2001 when the XFL first dropped and it was he hate me and all the cheerleaders and hot tubs and all that. And I'm like, this should be awesome. We should have an offseason football league. We should have another thing. So I try to watch now. Um, and it's just we, we keep waiting. We're waiting 20 years for it to really blow up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the break when the NFL season ends. I couldn't get right back into it with the exit. Like I like a little, like uh, having some weekend free time. I'm is it, surprised. It, it feels a little bit like, you know, if you spend the entire Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like drinking and like, you know, weekend style eating, what's, what makes it so good on the weekend for me is that you, t you kind of try to be a little healthier during the week. Right. So what right. you're saying is like, you need that week in between to really make yeah. the football hit. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, Every time, I shouldn't say every time, but there's this thing that happens when there's like a sports controversy. I don't know how familiar you are. With it. I somehow, I don't know how, but I somehow got on these like PR emails for a couple of adult websites who like whenever there's something that happens, they're like, we're offering this person free this or. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
those stories need to stop. Number one. Are you talking about Garoppolo? He's getting that. Yeah. Now, right? So, so multiple Vegas brothels have offered Jimmy G like, I guess, free service for life. Is yeah. there a person on earth who needs that less than Jimmy G? <laughs> I actually, I actually disagree <laughs> with you, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy T, because every time that story comes out, it's just this dumb attention grab from, you know, club cheetah or whatever. Yeah, Fine. Yeah. They do what they do. And you're like, yeah, like this famous NFL player is going to do that. Jimmy might actually <laughs> do it. <laughs> He might be like, what's that number? Is there a promo code? It's free. Like we know almost nothing, almost nothing about Jimmy Garoppolo's personal life. And yet all we know is that one time he was out and about in Beverly Hills with a porn star in front of all the cameras in a very public place, acting like it was no big deal. We were, this came up recently because of the Jimmy's been in the news because the Raiders, even before the porn stuff. And there was the one of the most inexplicable public appearances by an athlete ever to the point where like we were wondering if some of his teammates like dared him to do it or like how could he be not he had just signed this massive deal with the Niners he was one of the biggest faces in the league at the time and not like caught on camera doing what he's doing in his personal life walking out of a restaurant like he's with his wife and kids known adult film star what was that story what was he doing it I, I would say he must have just chalked it up to being young. And I mean, he did come from the Patriots where yes. like they would have you all buttoned up. I, yeah, maybe maybe he felt like I'm away from the Patriots. I can live my life now. My theory on maybe. that is that, and I try to clean this up a little bit. I think there had been a period of his life when maybe he had enjoyed that performer's work. Oh, I'm sure. And then he became famous and like there was a messaging back and forth. And he's like, right. I'm going to go out with her. I'm just going to take her out. So could there be a more discreet place than downtown Beverly Hills? That was... The paparazzi just lines up. And this is the era of like, you know, Lindsay Lohan's still big. And it's like still in that post Paris Hilton era of paparazzi. Yeah. And it, the video is unbelievably strange. You're also, you're an NFL quarterback. You can say to the restaurant, can I get a table in the back? <laughs> yeah. It was literally right smack dab in the middle of the restaurant. And if he now, was just like an exhibitionist yeah. or an extrovert, like one of these people who's like, I don't care. Yeah, I go out with porn stars. Of course, fine. It's right. Jimmy Garoppolo who's never said anything about anything and no one knows anything right. about him. Yeah, he's not like Gronk who famously yes. took that picture that time with the porn star at his jersey. The other thing too is, I bring this up though because I am so tired of this story because yeah. there's a there are a handful of stories, different sports all year that like, you know, a player gets traded to Vegas, we're going to offer him free brothel. They do this with the NCAA tournament every year. Every year I get emails about the amount of money lost in productivity by people yeah. filling out brackets. Dumb. And every year I get the PR email about, um, this is like the biggest time of year men get vasectomies yep. because yep. then they have to miss work and they can watch a tournament. So I'm tired of these stories, but it is fascinating to see how it would work. Like if he goes up there with like a black card, like an Amex and yeah, maybe he does it, Jimmy, who knows? I think one of the best off seasons, I've loved the off season and all the signings and the trades. Yeah. It's been a wild one. Jacoby Myers signing oh. with, the Raiders after that play is was sort of very underrated in terms of like this is an awesome story. I, I think it's a great story. If you, Jacoby Myers made the one of the worst plays in NFL history when he lateraled it and it was intercepted by Chandler Jones in a game that was tied. So you don't need to do that to go to overtime. You're not down four. If you're down right. four, who cares? <laughs> in a game that was tied, and like then the Raiders signed him. And I'm, I was trying to come up. It's like it's not quite Jimmy like. Buckner signing with the Mets, 
but it's not that far from it either. It's right. it, Charles Smith becomes a Chicago Bull. Right. We keep right. going and going. I cannot believe it happened. But imagine now he becomes a star for the Raiders. It's great. All right, this may be a really bad take from me, and you can fight me off and, and set me straight on this. Why am I supposed to care? Yeah. If Anthony Richardson, yeah. who's a quarterback, can jump high. <laughs> the breathless takes from the combine about he set a record and no one's ever jumped higher. And the, aren't you like you're a quarterback? Why am I getting excited about this? Well, if you think that's exciting, never mind the vertical. Did you see the broad jump, Jimmy? Hello? Yeah, again, what am I missing here? What am I missing here? <laughs> you know already. It's, it, you know, it's it, he's explosive athletically and yeah. you can channel that. And he's going to be one of the most interesting prospects that we've had in a few years because there's major things against him that are really important football things like interceptions and experience and like, and everyone's just like, Oh, oh, the 40 time draft them. And you're like, right. no, don't draft them. What are you talking about? And someone's going to do it anyway. Right. <laughs> it's so Have we not learned the lesson from Tom Brady? And like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I don't know how high he could jump. Does it matter? No I don't know. I no, must be. No All right. So your show every year, they go to the draft. This year, the draft is in Kansas City. Two part question. Do we like that? Do we are we looking forward to Kansas City? Some barbecue Two. should the draft just be in Vegas every year? um i was in vegas for the pro bowl and there were many many players there (laughs) i I, I was so glad we got out of there when we did i talked to a guy an nfl player jimmy this this is unbelievable he had he was going to the pro bowl for the first time and he said that when i talked to him he said that he had been there for eight days and that he was staying for three more. And oh I was like, God, you no. need to tell me you're going to the Pro Bowl. You're going to Las Vegas, Nevada for 11 straight days. And he goes, yep. And I go, that has to be a record. What do you do every night? It's like, we go out. I'm like, that's ins- that's ludicrous. Like, how we- no one even wants to do that. He's like, we're doing it, man. Yeah. So well, it's a, you said it was his first first time at the Pro Bowl. First time at the Pro Bowl. Right. And maybe first time in Vegas. And maybe right. last time. I don't know. Oh, yeah. uh, I Answer your question. I love the touring draft. I love it. I've gotten to go to a bunch of them. Listen, on the steps, the rocky steps of Philadelphia, and then like in a honky-tonk in Nashville, it'll be some giant barbecue pit or something in Kansas. I think it's awesome. It's one of those things where, like, why did they not stop start doing it sooner? It used to be at this stuffy hotel ballroom in New York City for years. Yep. Uh, I, listen, they're going to start moving more stuff, I think. I think the one – here's the, the one that kills me, and this is inside sports media, and I, I just destroy Strager about this every time it comes up. The combine is always in Indianapolis. We need to move that sucker because the only reason we don't is every sports writer and journalist says, yeah, but I like it. It's a walkable city. I can get my coffee in the morning. And I don't, I can make a network. It's like, no one really cares about you getting your steps in and how close you are to your hotel, sir. We care about putting on a big show. So someday we can watch Arch Manning, you know, in Vegas or Miami do the combine. Like no one's interested in your personal travel story, but that seems to be always the, the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I was flipping out when they toyed with the idea with the whole thing with the DeMar Hamlin, and then they didn't play the, they didn't complete the Bills Bengals game. And then there was a possibility that the AFC title game would be played oh at a neutral God, field. No neutral fields. Please, no neutral fields. I don't care. Change everything else. No neutral fields. That's not that an issue. Been, um, I'm not going to say it was have been like the apocalypse, but it, it would have been bad. So many takes and so many feelings and so many opinions. Uh-huh. 
And then if the Chiefs had lost that game, and that would have been like Mahomes' first playoff loss, like outside of Arrowhead, like that would have been nuts. Yeah. That didn't happen. We dodged it. You were um, you were quite worked up today about elevator etiquette. And when I saw it, I said to myself, I have to was there an incident? Did something happen to trigger you? Yeah. It happened recently. <laughs> and I was actually at one of our uh um like an office building that one of the people that I work for. And I, I just had a meeting and it did not go great. And I just it was tired and I walked out. I get down to the elevator, I got my stupid parking ticket and the elevator opens and this guy just comes right in. I mean, he was Walter Payton at the goal line, like just all off. The, I think he was in the air. I think he jumped. And I was in such a bad mood. And I said something like, you want to let me get out first? Like I, I went there and he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, you're supposed to let the person get out. Like, you never heard that before. That's how you do it. And he was like, why don't you shut your mouth? It was just bad. And then I just very Larry out. David, very Larry. David. It was, it was very curb. And, and let me ask yeah. Jimmy, do you think that yeah. Larry is the guy who doesn't know and walks on the elevator first or gets annoyed? No, no. I think he follows all of the <laughs> elevator rules. I actually, I remember when I was going to say, when I worked at SI, I still worked at SI, when we had an office, when we had a building, which we don't now, I remember one day getting fed up. I think I even tweeted it. I should find the tweet and send it to you where I said, I've made a life decision where I'm no longer going to wait for people to leave the elevator first because it was always a game of chicken. Like the doors would open. Now this is different than your scenario. No one is there. If someone's That's there, fine. you, you, you know, so let's say there's six people in the elevator, yeah. the doors open and it's a game of chicken. Like who you got to let the ladies go first. And then, but this guy's here. I go right out first and I'm not apologizing. That's sure. it. I'm done playing that game. There's certain games I can't play in society. That's one of them. Just get no, me out you of got the places to go. If you, I really don't. You no, know, but it's <laughs> let's pretend like you do, Jimmy. Yeah. But yeah. I, I and then I asked, like I asked Twitter for to make content for this show. What's yeah. the thing in public that pisses you off about people, Jimmy? I could ask any question about Rogers or Lamar or anything, right. and I would have got a fraction of the responses. These people were jumping in, throwing elbows, trying to get their response to the stuff that pisses them off. It's a great topic. I would have responded if you weren't coming on today, but since you were coming on today, I wanted to save it for here because I, I have got, an answer. I, I have got. an answer. I can't take the people when you're in a store, it could be any kind of you know department store, it could be a restaurant, food establishment. The person who wants to get you involved while they're complaining about the service. Like <laughs> I was in the supermarket a month ago. I'm on the express lane, you know, whatever, 15 aisle, 15 items or less. Sure. And they, there's 10 people on the line and there's only one person working the register. And this woman starts talking to nobody but with the raised voice, this is ridiculous. How do they not have more people behind the counter? I'm going to write, and then she, you know, and she'll turn to me and go, can you believe it? And I'm like, yes, I can believe it. Do you see what's going on in the country? Like people are hiring all over, people aren't working. Yes, I actually believe it. So just sit there, shut up and wait your turn. I don't like being brought into the complaining and, you know, other places will be like, do you believe the prices? Yes, I believe the prices. Have you seen what's going on in the world? I don't want to have a conversation with you. Don't bring me into your conversation in a public place, please. You don't want to be complicit to, you don't want to become part of the mob. Wait, listen, the, you know, when you're going into a store, especially a food establishment, those are the worst because people are a huge pain in the ass with food. You know, I want it on the side. I want it well done. I don't want yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Give me, can I get extra? I'm, I don't want to pay for, you know, I feel I, my heart goes out to anyone who works in the food industry because I don't want to be part of anyone complaining in a food establishment. Understood. I, I was at a sporting goods store with my son a couple of weeks ago. I had the same experience. We were at the shoe section. We had to buy him some cleats and the help, the employees were not, um, 
motivated or they, right. they, they, they weren't really into it. And I said, do you have these, you know, in a seven? And the guy's like, I don't know. Let me go see. You know? And then he walks by back there, and this other dad looks at me and goes, can you believe this? You believe this? And I'm like, sir, I don't know you. Like, I, I'm just trying That's... to complete. I, I, don't, I might be yes. on camera. Like, I, yeah. we're not friends. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about right there. I want that guy to leave Same me on. Thing, man. <laughs> All right. Before I let you go, tell me everyone on that poster behind you in Kyle right. basement. I see the ultimate warrior, but give me a little rundown of everyone right, else. You so can- let me let me tell you the, the origin story because it's really cool. So okay. a few years ago, I found this artist on Twitter who does these things where he recreates great sports moments. But in the audience of those moments are people from that era. So I want you to look over here, Jimmy. Look. Okay. So what I have here is I have a whole bunch of them. And like, let's just look at this. Oh, wow. Okay. Michael Jordan. The Jordan. Yeah. And you see like there's RoboCop. There's Mike Tyson's punch out. There's three men and a baby. And it's Mega Man. These are all the people from this exact time. And now if you fast forward down here, here's Vince Carter. And you yep. have Shaq and Kobe, Conan doing the in the year 2000. You have um, the castaway, NSYNC, like all the, the, the computer bugs. So what you do is all the people watching the game or that moment are the people who were there at the time. So what I said is, I said, my favorite athlete ever is the ultimate warrior. Can you make something that is like 1990, 1991? And I want to pick the people in the background. These are the people that I was into when I was like in fifth and sixth grade. So you have the warrior here. Okay. Got um, Costner from Dances with Wolves. Okay. This is Shannon Eggert from Charles in Charge, who was a No, no, Nicole Eggert. Nicole Eggert. Nicole Eggert. Yeah, Nicole Eggert. Can I give a quick shout out? Nicole Eggert, blown away. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Go ahead. Well, that's with Corey Feldman. Yes, and Corey Haim. Both Corys. And Nicole Eggert was in Baywatch for a while. You got Saget, rest in peace. There you go. Camera, funniest yep. videos. Uh, Van Damme from Lionheart. You have uh, Dwayne Wayne from A Different World. Yes. Ninja Turtles. Okay, so Buster. Kadeem, Har- Kadeem Harrison. Hardison. Yeah, Kadeem Harrison right yep, down there. He's yep, easy yep, and yep. wet, man can't jump to. He's yep, awesome. Yep. Uh, Tyson and Buster. You got, got Dana Carvey in the role. That's a great one. H.W. Bush. Not going to do it. Great I like the Rescue Rangers when I was in fifth grade. Yeah. All right. Hammer and Vanilla yeah. Ice, the two first tapes I ever bought. At got it. And Vernon Hills, Illinois. That's me when I was in uh, sixth grade. That's me. You had glasses? Major glasses, big tortoise shell, little mullet. So I'm there in the crowd. That was my sixth grade school picture. And I gave this artist a picture and he's like, oh, I love it. I'll put you in the crowd. So what do you do? Contacts now? I've never seen you wear glasses. I had contacts for years and then I got LASIK like oh, 20 okay. years ago. Um, you, you ever do that, Jimmy? You're, gonna, you're never going to do LASIK? Maybe I will. I don't know. Should, I got, bigger, I got bigger problems than my glasses. <laughs> well, <laughs> my problems here are Nelson, Matthew and Gunnar Nelson. Kevin Bacon from wow. uh, Tremors. Yep. Steven Seagal, the Wet Bandits, Henry Wet Hill, Bandits. Mr. Perfect. Okay. That's the group. Mr. Perfect. Love Mr. it. Perfect. That's tremendous. That's the, the artist does an amazing <laughs> job. Pyrex yeah. Smith. He's awesome. It really is awesome. It's Thanks. very good. That is a 90s nutshell right there. If I've Who would ever be in your that. painting, Jimmy? Who do you want over you? You got the Sports Illustrated. Well, I just said nutshell. I would definitely have Austin Powers in there. Help, I'm in a nutshell. This is me oh, in a nutshell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was that. 97, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely, you know, Mike and the Mad Dog for sure. You love you love the dog. Jeter. Yeah, Jeter. You'd have some I wouldn't, stuff. You'd have curb stuff. I'd have maybe Rowdy Roddy Piper in there from the night, if we're doing 90s. Mm-hmm. Does it bother you that the, like, I didn't know this until 
the last few years, they've come out with some amazing, amazing WWE documentaries. Like the Ultimate Warrior was a huge dick. I does that does it bother you? As since he was no, your favorite, I, because not only is he problematic uh, personality, but people are always like he's the worst wrestler ever. Like we couldn't <laughs> do anything with him. <laughs> right? People well, think he talks about him a lot. Um, Honky Tonk Man does, and Jake the Snake, and they're just like great gimmick, great on the mic, great shtick, great body, but not easy to work with and terrible wrestler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you watch some of the matches, to me, they're yes. pretty bad. But yeah. his song. His gimmick, his bicep bands, they were amazing. And that's yeah. all I cared about when I was 12. That's all I care about now. There's a wild story about like what the day of a pay-per-view, which he was supposed to like main event. I think oh, maybe it was, I, I shouldn't, I don't know if he's supposed to main event, but he tells Vince, unless you give me a million dollars, I'm not going out there. And Vince has to like give him the million dollars and fire him the next day. And, yeah. you know, well, look, wild. the fact that he changed his name to warrior like his actual legal name right, right, was right. the ultimate warrior or something yeah. for some sort of monetary reason god bless him one of those yeah. wrestlers got to take a stand for something i liked it and then he dropped out of a massive heart attack like the next day after he got in the hall of fame after he came back that was that was crazy that was crazy all right kyle appreciate it i'll let you get back to your uh, family already? there you've yeah well we've done almost an hour and i know this is like your eighth thing you've probably done today That's so funny. what time were you up today what time did the alarm go off same time as always, 4.40. That's my 440. time. 4.40. Not 4.30. I can get 10 more minutes. 4.45 is a little too late. So yeah. I go 4.40 and I'm out in the car by 5. And then I'm headed to a trade center. So you got Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt's basement. Yep. And what else? That's it right now for you? That's enough. Uh, I have the uh, second and third grade Little League team. We have a practice at 6 o'clock tonight, which is going to push me to 730. I'm going to wonder where I have dinner in these kids, and I got to get my crap ready for tomorrow. Which state's going to win the World Baseball Classic of football, Jimmy? Christ. Here's, here's, what, here's one that, again, like no one wants to hear us complain about. It's go not on. a complaint, but I'm just curious. When you go to your kids' games, mm -hmm. does every parent try to talk to you about football? Jimmy, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. I'll do it anytime. You're my, <laughs> my favorite. You're the best. <laughs> I have to tell, I like, I will tell my parents if we're at like a somewhere, like, don't tell them where I work, please. I'm not, I'm not in the mood today to talk about whether the Yankees are going to, you It's know. true. But you know, listen, as Jim Rome used to always teach me this, if someone comes up to the airport and says, Hey man, what do you think about the Lakers? It's just because they want to tell you what they think about the Lakers. Right. They don't want to hear your opinion. Right. It's a means right. for them to share their opinion with you. So when someone ever comes up to me and says, oh, you're a good morning football, I immediately go, who's your team? And they'll, oh, Giants. Oh, great. What do you think of the team? This I just let them talk. And they, yeah. they won't stop. They love yeah. it. I yeah I see my parents are like those annoying Italian people that want to tell everyone what I do and it sure uh, they're proud for twenty years I've like don't know no. but it's annoying because I'm like this is my city versus Sports Illustrated and I'm like oh. and then the first question is always like do you see the swimsuit models it's like okay yeah my like, son Kathy, Kathy Ireland and Ella McPherson are here right now I mean what kind of <laughs> stupid question is that. My little Jimmy just put in a big yeah. picture of Tiffany Amber Thiessen in a yeah. bathing suit. He likes those, are the, clicks. those are the days. Those are the days. Those <laughs> I are miss the days. Them. Me too. I miss it every day. I miss I'm it every them. day. It was fun. But you know, it's still rolling along. So what Hell you yeah, do? you are, buddy. I, I listen all the time. I follow. I always will. I got you. I think you know, I've always said what I like in this business is people who are different and unique. So that's why I gravitated to good morning football that's why i like all your stuff it's different everything is so same 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 anything that's different is good so 
that's what you have going for you. So you know what's funny, Jimmy? The last thing I'll say, and thank you for saying that. Schrager is going to click and listen to this episode, but he's going to keep skipping forward to the parts where it's either about him or Good Morning Football. So, Peter, I hope you made it this far in the episode because we're Hi, talking Peter. Right, right now, buddy, and I miss you. So thanks for listening. Peter, Peter walking in the background of the shot in Buffalo is one of the great Good Morning Football <laughs> moments of the <laughs> season, the for sure. That was so good. Dumbass. The start, the stop, the start, the stop. That was so Giant good. Giant-ass coat from the Burlington Coat Factory. Not, like, here's, a, here's another pet peeve. When you're wearing a coat that big, Schrager, I mean, yeah. the coat would have fit Andre the Giant. Yep. But you don't zipper it. So are you cold or you're not cold? You got if you're wearing that coat, you need to be zippered. What are you doing? That's a good if you have your zipper open, is that big of a coat entirely necessary? How cold could it be? We are ending the podcast right there. That got is it. the question right there. Bye. Take care, Kyle. See ya. Bye. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. All right, joining me now, as he does every week for our Train of Thought segment from WFAN Radio in New York, SNY TV, my buddy Sal Cotta. Sal, are we uh, are we going to be able to do this podcast since the USA lost? We're supposed to be depressed, and uh, I, I lost a lot of sleep last night. It was really devastating when Trout went down swinging. I didn't know how to uh, handle it. How can we pick up the pieces of our shattered life if the USA lost the World Baseball Classic? I don't know how I'm going to move forward. I got to tell you, I'm more excited to talk to you today than normal because it feels like not only are we in the minority here, maybe we aren't, but but nobody is speaking up about it. And I've had enough about this WBC. We talked about this a week ago. And am I going insane here? I mean, people are making like this is the greatest thing ever in the last week. Well, I don't care if someone wants to make it out to be the greatest thing ever. So I thought it was fascinating that we taped last week's podcast and I had said, I don't want any Yankees ever playing in the World Baseball Classic because the priority for the Yankees players should be the Yankees. You agreed. You felt the same way about the Mets. And then the next day, Mets closer Edwin Diaz gets hurt in the celebration and he's out for the year. The timing of it blew me away. Now, 
I I would I guess what happened is when Diaz got hurt jumping up and down, I would assume there was some backlash to people saying you have the best closer in the game out for the year now because he's playing in an exhibition. And then people who like the World Baseball Classic fought back on that, and now here we are. Right. I, what, here's what I think is happening. I think you're getting caught up in, I think a lot of baseball people like it. Uh, again, I don't know. I, they did get 4.5 million people to watch the final on Tuesday night, which is, you know, good rating. That's U.S. US numbers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know on S- Saturday's game, U.S. Great Britain did 2.6 million, which is basically the rating of SmackDown on Friday night. So people got worked up, I guess, over the weekend with it and watched it last night on Tuesday night, four and a half million people. And I saw there was a tweet, Austin Carp, who does a great job with the rating, said the four and a half million viewers for the U.S.-Japan game on Tuesday, higher than all but three ALDS NLDS games last season. Now, my issue with that is some of those AL and NLDS games are going up against the NFL and college football. Whereas on Tuesday night, the WBC had no competition, but they got four and a half million. And I, I listen, if someone wants to enjoy the WBC, go ahead and knock yourself out. I don't buy for one second that this helps MLB quote unquote, grow the game in any way, shape or form. Maybe not. Maybe globally, not here. It doesn't. Right. Well, here, here's the thing. And by the way, you're right, because there are many arguments for it. Just because you and I said we don't want the Mets or Yankees or whatever team that it is that you root for. You don't want those major league players getting hurt in the WBC or risking injury, which can impact what really matters to us. If you want to watch the WBC, I'm not saying ban the WBC, cancel it. I'm not even saying pull all the players from it as soon as the Diaz injury happens. I don't like it because it means zero to me. I've invested my fandom my entire life into Major League Baseball, which should be the pinnacle. Whatever team you root for, it's Major League Baseball. Winning well, the World Series is the is the be-all, end-all. And now it's gotten to a point where the players, some media members, some fans are making it like the WBC – means more than that. That, to me, diminishes the importance of, right. of it's, it's hurting Major League Baseball. So I agree with you. I, I There's a couple of things there. When you, In terms of the media, people like John Morosi or Jeff Passan or Ken Rosenthal, of course they're going to say they love the WBC. You can't, those are not the opinions you should be paying attention to. I think what was shocking for me over the last week or so is hearing how many players think this is bigger than the World Series right. or or their regular seasons even. Yeah, that makes me angry. That, that to me, um, is a problem for ba- – you know, people want to talk about baseball is dying, baseball is dying. Well, now you have the players saying that the world the, – the, that Major League Baseball isn't even the most important thing to them. That's a problem. Correct. They're devaluing the meaning of Major League Baseball, yet they're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars to do it. And now it's like, oh, well, we're back back to the normal job. Like, no. And in two weeks from now, you're going to be seeing these same games, the same game of baseball by the same (laughs) players 
going to be playing with a lot less intensity and a lot less passion and a lot less care. That's a problem for the sport. And a lot, and a lot less viewers. I mean, th the season opens Thursday night, I th or th Thursday, March 30th, with the like Cubs against the Rangers or something. Right, but you no always say this. It's baseball's local, so right. No one's watching that game. It's a localized game, right? Whereas this was obviously something that you know the country got into. Um, I, I think it was the perfect storm for it. I mean, they got the four and a half million because the USA was in it. If the USA wasn't in it, then Otani, right? Otani. Then obviously that rating is going to be, you know, much lower. Oh. But by the way, like that's not even I, I don't even think that that's the argument, at least from my end of it. The argument is we cannot, from a Major League Baseball standpoint, treat the WBC like it is greater than Major League Baseball. Well, and you get, can you Rob can get to, you you can say that, but the players are doing that. Well, right. And Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball is going along with it, saying that they, next time he wants to have actual real pitchers in it to match the lineups. What do you think that's going to do? Right. The Major League Baseball product. Like, you're making your own sport look bad, and they're too dumb well, to realize it. But they don't care about hurting the product. They care about making money. That's what everything Bingo. is about in the end. Okay, so then that's one aspect of it. We got that very clear. Then my other question is, why should you or I care about it? If we grew I up, don't. If you grew up putting, well, that's what I mean. But then what's the angle? Even watching other, Otani and Trout, right, but, which was great drama, like, who <clears> cares about the result? Well, you and I don't care about it, but that doesn't mean other people other people are allowed to care about it, and there are other people allowed to care about it more than Major League Baseball. I mean, if that's, you know, it's whatever floats your boat. But right. I, I do think, I, I don't care about the WBC. I don't care that it was played. I, you know, no Yankees were in it. I was fine with that. I do think, though, when you have players saying this is just as big as the World Series, that hurts I mean, listen, I, again, I don't think the WBC is a plus or minus in the bottom line for Major League Baseball in terms of I don't think anyone's going to become a fan of it. I don't think anyone's going to stop watching baseball because of it. Everything will be the same. But the perception that like, you know, I mean, they should change the name. It shouldn't be called the World Series. It should be called the United States Series. Because right. the World Baseball Classic is the World Series. That's how these players took it. These players don't really, there are a lot of players who seem to care more about Winning the WBC than the World Series, they changed it to the United States Series because with the, 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 the Major League Baseball is for the United States. This got to be a global thing, and people got all worked up over it. And even team members of Team USA said the same thing. They valued what they did. Oh, this is the greatest moment I've had the most yeah. fun playing. I mean, I don't know how anybody could hear that and think that that's good for Major League Baseball. I agree. And what's not going to be good for Major League Baseball is the season's going to start and they're going to get, you know, their typical low ratings. And then people are going to say, oh, look what the WBC did. And then, right. you know, makes baseball look bad. Um, they should do it if they are going to continue to do it. And they will. And they're not going to change it. But at least if they did it in November after the pinnacle, like you go through the whole season, you build up, whatever, you get to the postseason, you see the World Series, then you can well, do the World well, Baseball not, But then, then they got to go against the NFL. They're not going to do that. Yeah, but they football. go against the NFL in October anyway. Well, like, what's the different? The, well, they should try to do. They should try to not go against football, but you, they have no you choice. Could also, you could also do it during the week. Like I, I don't know. I, whatever. I, I really don't care no. about it one way or another. Play it. Right. Don't play it. I couldn't care less. And that's kind of the point where there's nothing that could make me care about the result 
of the World Baseball Classic, which was a made-up exhibition tournament. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about it either. Um, but I, I also... The people that think that all this coverage for it is going to be good for Major League Baseball, it's just not true. People got into this because they wanted to back their country. That's not going to bring anyone to Major League Baseball. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, people, they get all rah-rah with the flag. I mean, I don't I don't care about the Wait, Olympics. But- I don't care about the World Cup. I don't care about WB. I don't care about any of that. I care about the professional sports leagues. Agreed. It's two separate things. Yeah, but we can't expect everyone else to be like that. That's our mentality. Which is fine, but then I don't have to feel that way. And I feel like people who feel like we do are afraid to say it because they think it's going to make them look like a bad patriot. I'm not afraid to say it. Well, you you said it on the fan. You're not afraid to say it. Oh, no, I'm not, but I think that other people are. They're afraid about the backlash. Oh, you bad American. You heard Brandon Nimmo say, look, this may make me a bad guy, but I'm prioritizing trying to win a World Series with the Mets. And then what I mean, happens? I, people want to jump on him for getting hurt in spring training. Like, he's a bad guy. I mean, give me a break. Well, But he got hurt for the team that pays him. Thank you. Yeah, no, I get that. But right. I think a lot of people have a problem understanding. Well, people have problems with everything. You can't get worked <laughs> out. I mean, really. I mean, like, right. yeah, I, okay, so I'm a bad patriot. So, okay, uh, fine. What do you want me to do? Right. right. I don't care. I, mean, I, I, don't, I also care. don't think I, I also don't think that makes you I mean, this is a whole different thing, but what is rooting for a sports? You know, my bad New Yorker because I grew up hating the Yankees and I rooted for Arizona in the 2001 World Series after 9-11. To me, they're two separate things. I love America. felt horrible after 9-11, but I'm not rooting for the Yankees. I'm sorry. I, I hate that. Like, there's, it's, well, that's, that's much worse than not liking the WBC. Well, no, because you're, if you're not rooting for the WBC, you don't care if Team USA wins. Like a similar – I never even looked at sports as a city thing. Like I get that it is, but to me it's about the teams. That's it. I got the dumbest tweet of all time. Well, that's not true. But I got one of the dumbest tweets I've gotten in a while from someone who said, because what happened was someone on Twitter had put out the ratings. This was before the final, put out the ratings for the Saturday game. And I tweeted back like everyone on Twitter, meaning, you know, baseball media basically is telling me, you know, you're a horrible person if you don't like the WBC. And it got the same rating as SmackDown. So someone wrote back to me and said something about, you know, I'm an idiot and I'm an asshole, et cetera, et cetera. And the Otani home run, did he hit a home run? I don't even know. Some clip, I don't know, had like a million views on YouTube. And he goes, you probably don't like the WBC because no Yankees are there. No, that's I I love the WBC because no Yankees are there. I don't want any Yankees playing. But I didn't know if he meant... I didn't know if he meant like the Yankee players weren't good enough for the WBC and that's why I was upset or I just didn't like it. I don't want any Yankee ever playing in the WBC. That's right. how I yeah, feel. I think, so. I think Yankee, look, truth be told, there was only one team who really got crushed by this. I know Altuve's out eight to ten weeks, but there was one team that got crushed by this. That's the Mets. I mean, that's the, that's the reality of the situation. So if you're a fan of any other team, it really is insignificant. It doesn't do much for you. The Mets and then a little bit with the Astros with Altuve going out. Other than that, no harm, no foul. So Yankee fans shouldn't care. Yeah, of course. Love the WBC. Most of you guys didn't play in it. I just love when I'm not into something and people are into it and they like get so at, like someone tweeted, might have been our boy Adam Shine, who we love, just free sign with Sirius XM. Right. I think he said, like, if you didn't get into last night, you don't have a pulse. All right, so I don't have a pulse. So I'm, I'm fine. Right. I'm fine or with not having I've heard the same thing. Like, if you don't love the WBC, you're missing out and you don't really love baseball. No, as a matter of fact, okay. I love baseball so much. 
that I find this tournament to be disrespectful toward what I love in Major League Baseball. But anyway, you're right, to each his own. And by the way, I tweeted out yesterday, and I wasn't going to do it because I didn't want to deal with any of the crap. But then I thought to myself, no, I'm not going to hold back because this is how I feel. So I tweeted out a little logo a- that I had AKA, made AKA, you couldn't help yourself. Go ahead. The Worthless Baseball Classic. And I even said, I didn't just drop it in there, I even said, to each their own. I view it as worthless, and I'm letting you know how I feel. Now, you don't have to care about that. And you should see the comments that I got, not even comprehending like that I said. Well, this is like this is like the thing a few weeks ago that we talked about when Stephen A. Smith said the NHL doesn't count. People get all worked up about what other people like. It's bizarre. Right. I don't care I, if they yeah. like it, but yeah. I don't have to like it. And I'm just yeah. letting them know that. Everyone should like what they like, don't like what they don't like, and that's right. it. Yeah. I love Vanderpump uh, Rules. Do I give a shit if anybody else watches it or not? No, I love it. Do you watch that one or no? No, I didn't. Oh, you, you're missing out. Scandal. There's people sleeping with each other and messing around. You, you got to see it. I can't watch shows like that. I just can't do it. I find the people repulsive. Not looks-wise, personality-wise. I just I find everyone right. on those. Rep- yeah, so like, why do I want to watch repulsive people? I got enough repulsive people in my life. I don't need to watch my TV. <laughs> If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Now, speaking of baseball, um, I wrote about this today. This Apple TV thing, it pissed me off last year. Now it's going to piss me off again. Now, I didn't even realize this. So because I have Apple TV and I pay for it, Apple TV Plus, whatever. So last year, they put exclusive games on Friday night on Apple TV Plus. Exclusive meaning. And people still don't get this. This happens. With, this has happened with the NFL with Amazon. This is happened, so I'm going to try. Meaning you cannot watch the game anywhere. Any outlet, any channel, any serve, anywhere but Apple TV+. Plus. That's the only way you can watch it. Now, what I didn't realize is last year, because I had paid for Apple TV+, Plus, so I got Apple TV. Last year, every game on Friday night was free. They didn't charge people. This year, when the season starts next week, now you got to pay $7 a month. Now, So you have to pay $7 a month. In addition to, watch- to Apple TV? 
No, 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 no. That's what the app. I think your Apple TV subscription will get you that. If you don't have Apple TV, then you can pay seven months for the baseball. I got a month. $7 a month to watch two games on Friday nights where your team is only going to play on Apple TV maybe once or twice tops, depending on how good they are. Who on earth would pay for that? I, I don't think anybody, but I do like the service to begin with. So like I happened like you, I had the service and a lot of times it comes free with whatever, but, but it, I would, I would potentially pay because we, my wife and I like some shows on there and then the baseball would be. But if you, know. you didn't have Apple TV plus, if you didn't pay for your Apple TV plus subscription, right. And the Mets were on there once during the year, they're, they're good. So they'll be on there twice during the year. Probably would you pay $7 a month to get it? No, that's no. what I'm saying. No, I'm it's trying ridiculous. to get rid of all that. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Right. It's I mean, I can miss a game because the other thing is it's one of sixty uh, of 162. Right. NFL, a little bit of a different story. Right. But one of 162, I could listen to it on the radio if I really had to. I just can't imagine someone saying I'm going to pay $7 a month to be able to stream national games on Apple TV on Friday nights. I just can't fathom it. What about, do they still do like a Sunday morning game or no? That's Peacock. Oh, okay. So, oh, geez. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So now you got to buy Apple TV, Peacock, uh, yeah. Prime, right? Right. If you're on top yeah. of the cable to be able to right. watch all these games. Correct. But they're going to tell me that WBC is trying to grow the game. Okay. Right. Um, have you ever been in Las Vegas for the NCAA tournament? No. Oh. That you should do. I know you loved life. it. You used to we do used, it, right? We used to go every year, me and my friends. We went for like, I don't know, five, six years in a row. Now I'm too old for that. But um, it's funny. I saw clips from the you know first couple of days from sports books. And they hit me hard because I'm like, that, it was the best atmosphere ever. And then I was thinking to myself, why this year? And then I realized the last three years was COVID. So there wasn't, I mean, maybe last year the books were fully back. Right. I don't remember. But obviously 2020, there was no tournament. 2021, COVID still but I can't implore anyone listening to this. If you like sports and betting and fun, you absolutely need to go to Vegas for the tournament once in your life. It's just the best. Those videos of the, of the covers, the upsets, they're so good from the sports books. You think so it good. changes now, though, because you could bet legally in a lot of other places? When you were going, it was just Vegas. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely, you know, I remember... Yeah, there was there was an excitement that you don't have. I, one of the things I used to love was when you'd be in the sports book during the games. When it would go to halftime, they'd announce over the PA system in the entire sports book, second half line, Connecticut minus four, and everyone would run to the window. You don't have that, which is which kind of sucks because you just do everything on your phone. Um but yeah, there was a lot of things, you know, it would be fun to go to the window, get your tickets. Now you won't have I tickets. Love that. Yeah. I still love that. Like if you and I were like, hey, next year, let's go to Atlantic City for the tournament. We could, yeah. I mean, probably, you know, go stay at the Borgata, go watch <laughs> the games at the sports book there, bet with the window. I'm sure you could, you know, maybe a similar yeah. feel. Yeah. Because you want to have the ticket and then rip it up when you lose right. the bet. That's the tradition. <laughs> Uh, last thing, I thought it was funny. We talked about Borat last week, and then Monday night, I'm flipping the channels, and I see it on one of the HBO channels. 
but I got into it late, so I didn't see. You told us last week that your sister is in the scene when Borat's pleasuring himself inside of Victoria's Secret, and I got there after that scene, but my God, I, that, I haven't seen that. Like, Because that's a movie I won't flip on if it's on a non-HBO channel. So the fact that it was on HBO, I left it on. I mean, obviously, that movie's not getting made in any way, shape, or form today, but my God, what... I, that might be the funniest movie of all time. I don't know if I would put it for there for me, but it was because I wasn't <laughs> even huge into him. I know you've always been a, a Sasha Baron yeah, Cohen yeah. or whatever his name yeah. is. Well, He's I great. remember, I feel like not a lot of people watched it or remembered it, but I remember when I discovered and would watch the Ali G show on HBO, it used to be on like Friday nights at like 1130 or something like that or something crazy. And I was like, what is this? This is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Because he would be Ali G, Borat, and Bruno all in one episode. Did he make but, movies for all three of those? Yeah. No. Yeah. He, well, Ali G was a scripted movie, and it wasn't good. Borat and Bruno were the same in the same vein. Okay. But the Ali G character on the Ali, the Ali G show, that might be the funniest character of all time. I mean, the stuff he does on that is just... But again, that show's not getting made today, unfortunately. Yeah, All right, I don't so, know enough about it. I'm familiar with it, but yeah. not as much as you are. Well, All you, right. should watch, you should watch it. Yeah. All right, the WBC is over, so you can remain calm. Opening day next week. Do the Mets open at home or on the road? On the road, in Miami and in Milwaukee before returning home. Oh, that's a bummer. All right, yeah. well, you got baseball Phil, coming. Baseball, baseball that counts. Coming. Yeah. Baseball that I, counts it means something. And you didn't fill out a bracket, right? So you don't have to, no. you don't have any updates on your brackets. Have you no watched bracket. the tournament? A little bit, yeah. A little yeah. bit. Not a ton. You know, I just I don't know. If you're not betting on it, if you don't have a bracket, I get into it a little bit, but not plus there's no rooting interest. I'll root for Ivy League teams, so I'm happy to see Princeton doing well. I will say there's always this discussion. It's a big theme about like announcers. No one's watching the game for the announcers. No one watches the game for the announcers, which I get it. But I think in the tournament is where the announcers enhance the viewing experience more than any other sporting event. You have Raftery, Ian, Harlan, Catalan. And these guys, I think, add so much to the tournament. I really do. They're all a pl- like they're all great to listen to. They get fired up. They 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 add to the telecast. I do think it's a great product. Yeah. I I do love it. I just you know, look, dude, life gets in the way as you get older unfortunately there's stuff going on whether it's multiple jobs whether it's my wife and, and daughter like i went to port st Lucie this weekend right. so i was kind of oh, right, i watched right. a little bit of it yeah but i was out of it where i was uh, wrapped up in stuff stuff with you the were, yeah you're in the baseball world yeah 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 um the product it's the college basketball product is beyond terrible I mean, every game is just missed layups, missed free throws, and even up threes. I mean, the game product is terrible, but both teams are terrible, so the game's close and exciting, and then you get a good finish. See, I like the half-court style, though, better than the NBA, just come down and, and chuck it. I um, can't deal with the bad fundamental. The free throws and yeah, the layups, it's just terrible. That's frustrating. Yeah. These teams, they go on six-minute scoring droughts. It's, <laughs> you have the overt problem. <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right, Sal. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Take it easy. All right. My thanks to Kyle Brandt and Sal Licata for our weekly train of thought segment. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. If you did, leave a review on Apple. Subscribe to the pod. 
Uh, rate and review, very important. Subscribe is important as well. Recent guests, if you missed any recent episodes of SI Media with Jimmy Training, include Richard Jefferson, Paul Heyman from the WWE, and Ian Eagles. So check those out. All right, that wraps it up. We will see you and next week. Stay safe and take care. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.